and welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's your hosts, Tricky and Katie, Katie Naked Lady. Take it away, boy and naked girl. So fucking happy to be here today, you weirdo. <laughs> I don't announcer, know, I, I like, I like the... I liked the uh, announcer voice from last week. So is that like a new thing you're going to be putting in? Goddamn right. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm just gonna, should I just start talking like this everywhere we go? Yes, I'll have a Bud Light. Thank you very much. St. Louis is small enough that you would be known as like the weird announcer guy at all the bars. Let me get a Bud Light. Could work. It could work. Let me get a Bud Light. Brittany would just be like, what the fuck are you doing? You mean your girlfriend, Brittany, with the Whitney's? <laughs> yeah. Your bar girlfriend? Yeah, we walked in the Midwest and this past weekend. She's like, Todd! And Mookie's like, I'm here too. And she didn't say anything. Yeah, because she only loves you. Who doesn't? Well, anyway, welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. Why are you looking at me like that? No reason. Wow, look at you. Look at you. It's spoopy season continues here on Offended. But first, uh, major talks today. This today, So we're recording this Wednesday uh, at like 6 o'clock, right before Dynamite. Um, so we're not going to talk about Dynamite on today's show. But a uh, major thing that's going on today was Talk is Jericho got released today with Andrew Yang um, on the show. Andrew Yang, for those that don't know, was a Democratic... Um, nominee uh, he was running for president of the united states he was actually i think like one of the front runners wasn't he like it was like him buddha judge uh biden and um yeah he w- he wasn't like a nobody in the right. race yeah i mean shit he raised 46 million dollars and that was all from donors yeah he was kind of like the the bernie sanders but a little bit younger yeah bernie i'm missing bernie yeah, yeah. um andrew yang is a huge wrestling fan and really? I know that we don't really talk about wrestling at the beginning of the show because we wait for the end, but this doesn't really pertain to the actual wrestling aspect. This pertains to WWE just being petty as fuck and Andrew Yang calling them out, and he has been calling them out lately. And today on Talk is Jericho, he just dropped some shit that was like, oh, fuck, um, if Biden wins uh, the presidency this year, WWE might be like having they might be forced to change like their ways like big time. So on the podcast today, uh, Andrew Yang said that the laws that the labor laws that WWE has are just impractical. They're not ethical and they're they should be against the law. And but right now they're not and they're getting away with some bullshit that basically they shouldn't be getting away with. And that's like WWE wrestlers don't get paid travel. They don't get paid medical, and they don't get royalties for their matches being on the WWE Network. And I know some people are maybe thinking, like, well, technically, like, do sports athletes get royalties if they replay games on, like, the NFL Network or NHL Network, which they don't. But here's the thing is pro wrestling isn't a sport. It's entertainment. So it falls under the same category as television and movies where actors get royalties for every single time a movie airs or it's on a streaming service like Netflix. 
So Chris Jericho today said it would be nice if we got royalties because we don't get royalties for any of our matches that are on the WWE Network. Because they sign away those rights when they sign a contract with WWE, right? basically. Yeah, and there's basically there's not – you can't fight that. Because if you try to fight that – you sign something, you've signed something. And if you try to fight that, then WWE's just going to be like, well, get the fuck out of here then. You snooze, you lose because they have all the power. Right. Um, the really fucked up that was kind of like the royalty thing was kind of the minor thing that was discussed um a lot of course people on twitter are only jumping to that though and it's just like like, uh like they they didn't even mean that because jericho's talking about how he gets like a 20 dollar check in the mail every month from mcgruber and he's like it would just be nice if we got that from wwe because wwe can afford to do that i i also just think um out of the previous issues you were talking about that I'm sure you're going to talk about a little bit more in detail, like that one, you're signing a contract up front. You know about it. It's not like it's it's business in that way that it's money. But what I'm thinking is the bigger issue is the health insurance and paid for travel and stuff, which is you should be paid. It's like federal law. You know, they're skirting all the laws that they can't pay. Right. And that's that's more about your time and about your body. Right. In my and head. that's kind of where what Andrew Yang wants to change is that he doesn't agree with how the wrestlers, they shouldn't have to pay for their own travel. They shouldn't have to book their own flights. They shouldn't have to book their own hotels. They shouldn't have to do any of that. That should be figured out and paid for by WWE. AEW pays for their wrestlers travel they pay for their wrestlers medical hotels hotel and just by the way that jericho was talking about this it seems like they would get royalties if like they had their own network i would if he's because if he's making a point about it especially to talk about it like it'd be nice if wwe did this and he's not making any mention of aew Mm -hmm. It would lead me to believe that they do get some sort of royalties, or maybe there's well, like any pay per view you have would be a royalty. Right. Or... And that was another thing that was brought up with the royalties too. Is people are like, "Well, aren't they paid up front for like appearances that they make?" It's like, yeah, but that's the same as like if an actor is on Saturday Night Live, for example, they're getting paid for that. But if those reruns air, they're also getting royalties for the time the reruns air. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like. I don't know. I just feel like WWE needs to change that a little bit. And it doesn't even have to – what Jericho is saying is, like, it doesn't even have to be that big. It just has to be, like, a $10 check. At least we're getting some – at least we're getting something back for all the hard work we put in for the mm-hmm. last, like, 20 years of putting our lives on the line. Like, right. I, that's what I agree with him on. But the medical and travel definitely, 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 like, needs to get – taken care of by wwe i think that's what bothers me the most is the idea in america that minimum a minimum wage job was originally supposed to be able to pay for a single uh income in a family household so like the the traditionally the husband would be working one job paying for the house the car the education the, the family kind of thing right and that's no longer what it is and so now working a minimum wage job means you're going to be broke as fuck. And so I feel like it's like just the morphed idea that America thinks, you know, what jobs should and shouldn't be, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Does that make sense where I'm going with this? Yes. Where it's like, oh no, you're a contractor. So you should have to jump through all these hoops and take care of all of these things because you're an independent contractor because the way America has been made is we all think that that's okay. Right. And it shouldn't be. You should be paid 
for your travel and your lodging and your your health insurance, especially because it's a physical sport. It's a physical thing. And it's so funny to me on Twitter, like people are like basically sticking up for Vince McMahon and WWE and being like, oh, they get enough only because Chris Jericho said it. That's what drives me crazy. It's like if it was anybody else but Chris Jericho right now, these WWE marks would be fully behind. Say if somebody from WWE, say if it was like Roman Reigns came out and like we deserve royalties, we deserve travel and medical all paid for, then all these fucking losers would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But because it's Jericho, everyone's jumping the gun and being like, oh, fuck, you stay in your own stay in your own company. When at the same time, you stupid fucks aren't realizing that if you're, like, disagreeing with what Jericho is saying here, you guys aren't sticking up for the wrestlers in WWE. Like, you're sticking up for Vince McMahon and making more money off them. Like, that's what you're sticking up for. Like, these people are so blinded by the fact of, like, they feel the need that they have to pick and choose between these two shows that they're completely forgetting about, like, the real fucking issues that are at hand here with wwe and these laws and one of the major things that andrew yang said is that he's in biden's cabinet so what that means for wwe is vince mcmahon better hope that donald trump wins this next election because if he doesn't uh andrew yang said that he will immediately put a law in place to where wwe is forced to change some of their ways and if they don't there will be a class action lawsuit against them wow that's crazy right that's crazy to throw that out there on a podcast. <laughs> well, he was saying, like, what was so cool about him running for a presidency was the fact that, like, how he came up was basically through podcasts. So this was, like, no different to him. Like, he felt, like, honored. He was like, I feel so honored to be on Talk is Jericho right now. This is so cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And he's a big fan. Like, he was talking about how his favorite wrestler is Macho Man Randy Savage. His favorite match is Macho Man versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat from WrestleMania three. How his dad used to take him to wrestling events all the time. He got to see Andre the Giant in person. Fell out of it for a little bit and then came back in in like the mid-90s, mid to late-90s for the NWO and the Attitude Era and all that. It's like, oh, you actually are a true wrestling fan. Because that's like, that's pretty normal for like wrestling fans back in the days was to fall out of it. Because you didn't have social media back then to keep you like informed mm-hmm. and up to date if you got bored with the show. Right. So... Yeah, he seems like a legitimate wrestling fan. And he said he loves, like, all the stuff that AEW's doing right now. And he would love to go to a show once, like, COVID, like, restrictions are lifted and everything. Seems like a cool dude. So now, never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely voting for Yang no matter what if he ever starts running for president. I was going to say, now do you know who you're voting for? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yang's cool. Except he has a goofy laugh. That's all I will say. <laughs> really? I don't know if I've ever heard him laugh. Oh, but he did it a lot on Talk is Jericho. You could tell like he was kind of nervous talking to Jericho, which was so funny. Like you could tell he was a fan. I'm sorry, I'm a presidential candidate, a former presidential candidate. I'm talking to Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's pretty. It's just cool to see like somebody like that be humanized a little bit. Like we're all people too. Like they're people too, and they're fans of stuff. And I think it's just cool to be like, "Oh my God, you're Chris Jericho!" Like, right? I'm talking to Chris Jericho right now. They get fangirled out. Yeah, I thought that was cool. It's humbling. Um, I feel like I had something else I wanted to bring up on this. But yeah, so now I hope Biden wins just just for this. That's what I was originally going to ask you, but I didn't want to throw that out there. Yeah, no, I want Biden to win <laughs> just for this because I want WWE to change so bad. Well, maybe. 
Maybe that'll be a... I don't know. I just feel like it would be great for the wrestlers. It'd be great for the workers. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, the, the same as Disney World. Like, you go to Disney World and you're like, oh, my God, this company has so much money. Oh, my God. Everybody who works here is so happy. And it's like, no, you you have to be happy or else you get your ass fired. One. And two, you get paid minimum wage. Like, everybody right. there gets paid minimum wage. So right. It's kind of the same thing. It's like this big company who makes a lot of money, who everybody likes. And you think everything's good on the outside, but when people start saying, hey, it's not so good here, you know, well, why not? Why aren't you paying right. people more? Why aren't you giving them the benefits they right. worked for? Right. I agree. So, yeah, that's been like the whole talk of the wrestling world today. It was all that. And not even like not even the wrestling world, because now when you're bringing in somebody who's actually in like Biden's cabinet, now you're you're expanding outside of wrestling now. So. I don't know. I thought it, I found it interesting. I found all that interesting, and I really like Andrew Young. I like what he stands for and everything, and I really like his message of politics should not be dividing people. Politics should be bringing people together, and we should be working together to make this nation a better place. I'm not going to get too hopeful, but but I do like it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that was like his like major thing. Like he's like, that's like his. He wants to play the middle to yeah. unite the Yeah, the which I really, really like. Yeah, me too. I like that he's not so fucking far left that he's like, he can see other things that need to be worked on, that he's like, some of the things that the right is talking about does need to be fixed. Things that the left talks about needs to be fixed, but we shouldn't be fighting each other. We should be working together and have a common goal of making our world a better place. That's cool. I like him. I like him. I don't like anybody who's too extreme. <coughs> AOC. <coughs> Trump. <coughs> Hate them both. Oh, my God. Just saying, hey, welcome to offended, motherfuckers. <laughs> Katie got offended. How? I don't know. Oh, mind You're... your business. What? I said mind your business. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, let's get in the face and heel of the week. Oh, already? We're yeah. doing that? Okay. This is. You said the exact same thing last week. When I said it's time for face in the heel of the week, you go, oh, already? You said like it sneaks up on me. Deja vu. Maybe that's what I say now from from here on out. It's my catchphrase. You're gonna stick to it. I know you are. <laughs> if I remember, you want to go first. You want me to go first. Uh, you can go first. Uh, my face is that we finally got to watch Benny and June with Johnny Depp when he's like in his 30s, and he's weird and sexy because that's just his vibe. One of my favorite movies that he's in, and it's a kind of a movie about nothing, which I thought Todd would like because he likes movies about nothing all it's the time. nowhere near. She said, Katie said this is like an A24 movie. La it La Land. La La Land. near like an A24 movie. La La Land has a purpose and an ending. But then it goes, spoiler alert, but then it goes back in time and like reverses everything. So there was no fucking point. No. No. Did you not watch the ending of that? That's not what happens. Spoiler alert, because what she just said was incorrect. A spoiler alert to La La Land, which is a fantastic movie. Stupid movie. They are looking at like what life could have been together. Yeah, so it was like the whole movie they, was pointless. Then they cut. No, the whole movie's about like them like thinking like life is okay, and then at any given moment, like it can all end. There's a there's a um, the, meaning that, like Benny and like that in Benny and Jim too. Scene that scene with like that whole last ten minutes is one of the best movie scenes ever created. No, it's not. Yes, it is. 
No, it is one of the most beautifully shot and beautifully made movie scenes ever made that... because there is no dialogue in it and it's all like a music it's all presented like a play like a musical and it's so well done because the actors are so good in that scene that they tell the story with their faces and their dance moves rather than dialogue and that's why that scene is brilliant it was a waste of two hours Benny and June fucking sucked. No, okay? it did not. It's my face of the week. You even said you liked it. I liked it, but it was still just like nothing happened. Same in La La Land. Nothing no, happened. No, stuff you saw does what happen. You saw what could have happened, but it didn't actually happen. Stuff does happen. No. Yes. You're just terrible <laughs> at judging movies. Um, but you liked Benny and June. It's okay. It's not my favorite. It was just like they get to a point where you're like, okay, here comes like the scene. I guess we're halfway through the movie, and they're like, all right, where do we go from here? And then the movie just ends, and you're like, what? It just ends at the halfway point? Like, where's the second half of the movie? What's going on? Are they going to be okay? What was the fucking point of this movie? Why did I just watch this movie? It was good. Why did it just abruptly end? Oh, you mean like La La Land? La it La was Land good. doesn't abruptly It was good. End. Oh my God. We're at, the, we're at the point where things are going to happen and all of a sudden it's a dream. It's not a... It's a lie. You just watched a lie. What? No. That yes. doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense with what you're trying to say here. Yes, it does. No, it's not Vanilla Sky where you're watching the movie, then at the end of the movie, he wakes up. That's a dream. That means the whole movie was a dream, and there was nothing important about that movie. That movie's annoying. I've never seen it. Right. And it's not like that they, like, twisted stuff into where, like, you figure out why he was dreaming about that stuff or anything like that. It's just, oh, he was dreaming, and that's the end. It's like, ah, you gotta add a little more story to that than just say, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazines. Tori's P.I.G. What up? Uh, I went over my head. I don't even know what you're talking about. It was all a dream. I used to read What Up magazines. Oh, okay. Jesus. Um, but Benny and June does, like, it's, stuff happens, and you're like, oh, it's halfway through the movie, and then it just ends. And you're like, where's the rest, where's the next 30 to 40 minutes of this movie? Like, why was this guy... Like, the brother's a douchebag. No, he's not. He was kind of a douchebag. And he's, like, they never really, like, actually resolved it, too. He was kind of like, I'm still a douchebag. Like, what happened to him and his girlfriend? Like, why? That you never find out what happens with them. You just assume that Johnny Depp lives with June. No, and Johnny Depp's in it for, like, 30 minutes. He's not even in it. But he's sexy when he's in it. No, I... I will say, for those that have seen the movie, picture Kyle Mooney as Johnny Depp and um, Beck Bennett as the girl that he has a love interest. June. June. Picture Beck Bennett as June and Kyle Mooney as Johnny Depp in that movie because it would be fucking hilarious if they, like, remade this on Saturday Night Live. It would be hilarious. Uh, With that being said, what happened to the cousin? The cousin, the asshole cousin who, like, didn't want to take care of Johnny he Depp. He never got Johnny Depp back. Johnny Depp lived with them. That was never explained. I, you just guess. It's just about See, life. That's stupid. He should got, he, that dude should have gotten punched in the face. And I'm pretty sure it's the same actor that's in Batman Forever 
when he looks down, he's like, it's boiling acid. Oh, no. Remember that when Val Kilmer's like trying to rescue him? Yeah. And, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. Hmm. That I, th- I was thrown off immediately. I'm like, I want this guy to get punched in the face because he didn't get punched in the face in Batman Forever. Because that was he has the worst actor ever. It's boiling acid. And he literally says it like that. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling up that scene now. Was he also in holes? There's some holes in this house. There's some holes. Do you know who I'm talking about in holes? He was one of the camp guys, the counselors. I wasn't that big of a fan of holes. What? I wasn't. I didn't think it was that good. The book was really good. The book was really, really good. Well, yeah, I mean. The movie was good too, though. It was like one of the. (laughs) There's there's a video on YouTube that it's 10 seconds long. Oh no, it's boiling acid. Okay. What? I don't know. I don't. Why are you just staring at me? You seem so offended that I like just thought the movie like didn't have a purpose. Well, neither do all the other movies you like. And I thought this would That's be a movie. That's not true. I thought this would be a movie. You're like, oh, it also doesn't have purpose, and it's unique and weird. My kind of movie. Because yeah. that's not Shout my out kind Chris of movie. Chris Van Fleet just liked my tweet. What up? Um, Who's that? Uh, he works for AEW and he's like a podcast host that gets to interview like a bunch of wrestlers, but he got banned from WWE last year because he works for AEW. Oh, so it's like, uh, the NFL. Yeah. With Barstool. Yeah. 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 WWE is the NFL, which is ironic because Tony Khan's family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. We, you're not talking anymore. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. I don't know. Just say La La Land's better than Benny and June. No, La La Land's the stupidest movie I've ever seen. No, I thought not. I was going to like it. I thought I was going to like so it. so good. I like Emma Roberts. I like, what's his face? It's not her name. What's her name? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I like Emma Stone. <laughs> and I like Jake. No. Nope. Nope. What's his name? Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. And I like musicals. And I like dancing. I'm telling you. And it ripped my heart out. I did not like it. Yeah, that's the. No, I didn't like it, though. That's stupid. It wasted my time. Can you ask, can you answer me this? Do you not like it because the ending is sad? No. Because you don't like sad endings. You hate movies that are sad endings or that are fucked up endings. uh, I like. La La Land is a super sad ending. uh, What's the one that one flew over the cuckoo's nest? I like that one. Right. That's one. That's the first movie I think I've ever watched with you where it has like a fucked up ending and you liked it. Well, how was, yeah, okay, whatever. How was that going to end good? It wasn't. Well, uh, La La Land was so on track to end in a way that's like. So can you answer, no, answer me this No, now. it was a waste answer, of my time to watch a movie. Why would I watch a movie like about it? something that didn't happen? Did you like it? It didn't happen. Did you like it up until the last 15 to 10 minutes of the movie? Yes. It's a good movie then. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And that I just blows my mind because that's the reason why I love that movie so much is the last 10 minutes of that movie. Like that's one of my. That's probably my top five, like, favorite movie scenes of all time. So you're into movies. I'm into books. And any book reader who's into, like, sci-fi fantasy will know where I'm coming from. Aragon, about a guy with a dragon. Okay, it's like Harry Potter, but with dragons. Four fucking books. And the guy that wrote this, 
I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he wrote this fucking series from high school, and the first three books were awesome, and you're like, fuck, what's going to happen to Aragon? I don't fucking know. Is he going to die? Is he going to live? You know, are all these other people going to die? It was brutal. It was kind of like a rated R. It was between Game of Thrones and Harry Potter, like, maturity level. Right. And then the fourth book, just nothing fucking happened. Nothing, nothing fucking happened at all. So have I read those books? Who I loved maybe more than Harry Potter? No, not ever again because I didn't like the last. That's fair. Ten chapters. I feel like that's different though because with books you're spending you could spend weeks maybe to a month time reading that so I feel like that would be a waste of time. I understand books, but for movies it's different. It's like it's only on for an hour and a half, two hours. I know, but, but I the liked, ending was perfect. But I like the majority of the books, just the same way I like the majority of the movie. See, like, but it's the last ten minutes. We disagree. We just agree. You disagree on this. I think the ending to La La Land was perfect. I don't think it should have ended any other way. I think if it was a happy ending, I think it ruins the movie. I don't agree. Do you want to hear my heel of the week? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Relax, Katie. Jesus. No, oh, I'm really upset. Now I'm offended. But for those, it's on YouTube. If you want to watch the last 10 minutes of the movie, the whole movie of La La Land is about, like, uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. They fall in love, and they plan their lives together and all this stuff, and then they get into a fight, and then they realize that it just sometimes it just doesn't work out, and it's probably for the best. They fast forward like three years later and Emma Stone walks into a nightclub where Ryan Gosling is playing piano and they make eye contact with each other, I guess, for the first time since they broke up and time freezes, the moment stands still, and then it goes into this dreamlike state of what could have been between the two for the rest of their lives. And it's all played out within 10 minutes as like a musical with no dialogue and it's fucking beautiful. And then it cuts back to them. Like the last, I think the last scene before it cuts back to present time is like them holding hands and then slowly just like letting go of each other. And then it sucks it sucks you right back in the present time and they just look at each other. They smile and nod and he continues to play piano and then she gets up and leaves. It is a beautiful, beautiful representation of life and like how things could have been good, but they just didn't work out. And it's fucking brilliantly done in a way that hasn't really been done in movies before. And that's why I think that movie is brilliant. On to you, Katie. You did a great job summarizing it. Thank you. But that's about it. Um, my heel <laughs> of so the much. week. <laughs> my heel of the week is um, that movie that we just watched for the first time with Jason, but not with Jason. Nightmare on Elm Street? Yep. No. Yeah. Freddy Krueger. No. Not Freddy, Jason. Friday thirteenth. But at camp. Yeah, Friday thirteenth. Yeah, that. The fucking ending. Fuck that. <laughs> That's my heel of the week. Did you like that movie? I actually did like that movie. Um, seeing that it was a sad ending. That was fucked up. Well, I, you're expecting it to be sad, though. See, that's the difference. You weren't expecting La La Land to end the way it ended, and that's why, again, why I like it so much. Friday thirteenth. You're expecting everybody to just die. Yeah, but you don't expect the ending. No, the, I mean, for anybody who's seen Friday the 13th, it has probably the like best slash worst jump scare of any movie, of any horror movie probably, because you don't see it coming. That shit just comes out of nowhere. It does. And I remember the first time I watched that movie, I was I don't know, 12 maybe, and I was downstairs in my grandparents' basement 
by myself watching it like late at night like because i used to sleep in the basement so i'm sitting there watching it's dark out and i'm like watching this movie like this movie ain't scary and that part happens i almost shit my pants (laughs) i can i I was like what the fuck like oh my god i'm like holding my chest i'm like wide awake at that point and it was just like at two o'clock in the morning too because i was watching it like on hbo or something like that yeah, I, I peed myself a little I'm bit. I'm pretty sure porn came on afterwards and the mood eased. Oh my god, you're so gross. <laughs> 12-year-old Todd watching porn is just gross. It was a joke. It's Cinemax. Well, I know, but that's exactly where I went in my head. <laughs> 12-year-old jerking off. Ew, no, gross. <laughs> so yeah, that's my heel. It's the, the spoopy ending. Um, I'm going to start... For my face and heel of the week, I'm going to start with my heel first. Uh, my heel of the week is the goddamn Packers-Buccaneers uh, game from this past weekend. Um, all I needed was a fucking touchdown to hit my over. That's all I needed. And you know what? If I hit that over, Katie and I are $3,000 richer. Damn. I hit all of my over and unders this past weekend. Is it, that's actually almost impossible to do. What I did this past weekend is insane. I went seven for I went seven for eight. That's insane. Like the over unders are so hard to hit. That's why the odds were so crazy, and that's why we bet twenty bucks at the sports book over at Casino Queen. We bet twenty bucks on the over unders. I hit all of them but one. And what's really pisses me off about this even more than anything all the games that i bet on were going in order too so that was literally the last game of the day of the three o'clock games of my over-unders everything and they missed it by a fucking touchdown most of the points were scored in the first half like i think i think we were at so i needed 55 i needed 55 or over to get that push if it pushes i think it like, I think our parlay is still fine if it pushes. I don't think it fucks up your parlay. I think it actually just takes it out and you just win the remaining balance. That's, that's true. I do know that's true. So that's why I'm like, I just need a touchdown. If I get a touchdown, we win. Like, we We, we win 2000 instead of 3000 Yeah, or which I'll fucking take. Yeah, for 20 bucks. Um, So I'm like, come on, just a touchdown, just a touchdown. All I need, we needed 55 points overall. We were sitting at 48. Oh, my literally God. Literally seven. I'm glad I didn't watch literally this. Literally seven points off. All I needed was seven points from 10 minutes into the, like two minutes into the third quarter on. All I needed was a touchdown. Not a single point is scored after that. Green Bay could have came back and won the fucking game if they continued to throw the ball because Tampa Bay stopped scoring touchdowns. They stopped scoring points. All we needed was Aaron Rodgers to get his head out of his fucking overrated ass and throw the fucking football down the field and score a touchdown. But instead, they start running the ball, which makes no fucking sense. This makes no sense to me. Why they would start running the ball in the third fucking quarter when they're down by, like, 20 points. You need to score touchdowns. Pass the fucking ball. Why are you keeping the clock running? Like, what are you doing? Who is making these play calls? Which makes me believe that there was money on the game and Green Bay wasn't scoring on purpose. That I honestly fully believe that. Because it makes no sense to run the ball when you're down by 20 or more points. Especially with a chance to come back. Like, that's what blows my mind. Like, 20 points in football isn't that much to come back from. 
it's, it's happens not. a lot. Actually, I think on Red Zone they said for the past five weeks straight there has been a game where a team comes back from down seventeen or more points. Wow. It just pisses me off. That game pisses me off. All he needed was a touchdown. Pisses me off. Because we definitely should have gotten it. Like, I was sitting there watching the game in the third quarter. I'm like, relaxed, fine. I'm like, oh, this is definitely going to hit. Like, this is for sure going to hit. At the halftime, I was like, this is for sure going to hit. Like, they're scoring so many points. Like, this is great. Then Tampa Bay takes out Tom Brady to rest him. And I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I understand that. Let's go, Aaron Rodgers. Throw the fucking ball. So what's your face of the week? Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers, you piece of shit. Hope you get hurt next week. I don't. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. But I hope you stub your toe or something. Piece of shit. I need the money! I don't, but I could really like to use that money so I can go buy a PlayStation I want to go to Mexico. All right, on to my face. My face of the week. Before I even say what it is, I'm going to play a little snippet. That's all I'm going to do. Thank you, Doc. getting goosebumps one of my all-time favorite calls obviously ever in sports uh the great mike doc emmerich has announced that he is retiring from uh announcing it sucks because he is literally the best announcer in all of sports there's no doubt in my mind when i say that he is the best announcer in all of sports um he could tell you a story he could create stories and make the games even much just that more interesting like I think at the start of game seven between the blues and the Bruins, like he was like, when you're a young kid, you dream of one day playing for the Stanley cup, but you also are in your driveway acting like it's game seven and you're in game seven. You want to do whatever it takes to win the Stanley cup. Well, tonight those dreams are realized as this is game seven, of the Stanley cup final. Hi, I'm doc Emmerich. Welcome. It's the blues and the Bruins. It's like just such a beautiful like way of bringing you into the game. Such an awesome way. Get you that much more invested. Like who's going home with the cup tonight, boys. But doc Emmerich, is the best sports announcer by far. I have no idea how they're going to replace him or who are they going to replace him with, but there will be a, there'll never be another Doc Emmerich. That's I can how long, say that. How long did he do this for? A long time. I'm, I want to say, I don't think, I think he, uh, I don't think he started for, well, he didn't start for NBC until after the lockout in 05. I know that for a fact, because that was when after the lockout, it went to it wasn't NBC at first. It went to Versus when the channel was still Versus. That's when Doc took over and Doc announced for NBC. Uh, but before that it was Gary Thorne and Bill Clement. They are still they're my like close seconds to Doc. Doc is the best. Um, and I'm gonna play just a couple more things real quick from Doc Emmerich. Do you have anything you want to say about Doc? Do you know what he is? Who he is? No, I don't know who he is, but you know who could replace him? Who? Biz Nasty. Yeah, right. Um. But no, he's 
Doc, the replacement? Doc is the one that yells out, SCAR! Like, that's why we always say that when, like, we're playing, like, a video game or, like, we're, like, fucking around. Yeah. That's Doc. Okay. So, um, to play you out, before we get into our songs of the week, we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsor, uh, Anything But Credible Podcast. Before we do that, though, um, yeah, here's a couple calls from Doc Emmerich, the best there is. The best there was, the best there ever will be. That's Bret Hart, actually. I was going to say, you cut in a re- wrestling promo for him? Yes, I am. But anyway, Doc Emmerich, hashtag thank you, Doc. You will be fucking missed like crazy in the National Hockey League. So if you have a drink, hold your drink up in the air. Cheers, Doc. Happy retirement. Thank you for the memories. Hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia wants you to believe in Israel. Israel. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. Yes, yes, it is. Um, I had something I wanted to say about Doc, like one last thing, but I forgot. Um, what's really cool, though, about Doc Emmerich, one of his last announcing jobs like in person his last stanley cup final in person was the blues so we'll always have that that's nice little piece of history maybe he wanted to end it on a high note yeah um ah damn it i forgot what i wanted to say i don't know but it's come on hey sorry 
I got a squeaky chair. But his enthusiasm and his unbiased like ability to like just to announce like when somebody scored a goal is I think that's what I, everybody liked about him. He didn't like pick favorite. No, and he never, and he could have, and he never did, and I think that's awesome. That shows how good of an announcer he he really was. All right. Okay, it's time for songs of the week. You can check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify. Defender presents songs of the week. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, my sure. first song is "Candy Says" by Hot Chip. It's a little indie indie song. I like. It's got a good beat. It's got a good beat. Mm-hmm. Like a little. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm bad at songs of the week. I don't know. I don't know. It's like a. I don't know. Well, I even like write lyrics down because I forget how songs go until I hear them, and then I'm like, "Fuck, I don't know how the songs goes," so I can't hear it in my head. <laughs> so dumb, dumb, dumb. Just how my brain works. Uh, my first song this week is I want to call this band probably the original like indie artists, and that's the Smiths, and the song is um, song is Cemetery Gates. Kind of a spoopy song. Cemetery Gates? Cemetery Gates, yeah. I don't know why I said... Wait. I was like, are you trying to say symmetry or cemetery? I think it's Cemetery Gates. They spell it weird. It's, it's like they're missing an E, so maybe it is symmetry. Hmm. I don't know. But either way, it's a great song, and they're a great band, and they're, they're to me, them and, Joy Div- them and Joy Division are the original indie bands. All right. Gotta check them out, except for the lead singer of the Smiths is kind of a fucking idiot. I'm talking to you, Morrissey. Okay. <laughs> um, my second song of the week is Anno Santana. It's one of the newer songs by Smashing Pumpkins that came out in 2020. What's it called? Anno Santana. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got like a, you know how like uh, Stranger Things has like the synthesizer? Mm-hmm. It's got that. What? So you you like it. I don't know if it. I've heard it. Yeah. No, I was on Spotify today and I was like, oh, I didn't know. Because they came out with Seer. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, a single that came out in 2020 along with Sears, so I think it's newer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, my next song is by D- the DJ Weathen and the singer Oliver Tree, and the song is called Free Fall. Uh, I really just love Weathen. And if you don't know who that is, uh, they sing the song called Good Nights, and it's, it's probably one of my all-time favorite songs. Okay. You know what song it is. No. Push back from the problems, baby. Saturday oh, yeah. We got time to make good nights. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. And don't you ever go, don't you ever go, darling. You don't ever know, you will never know. That's the other song. That's not the song that I picked this week. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> um, <laughs> stop. So, my third song is Still Want You. And it's not by The Killers. It's by Brandon Flowers. Yeah, that's a good song. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I was listening to like uh, Spotify or Daily Mix or whatever. I forgot about that song. That's such a good song. Yeah. That is such a good song. That whole album's good. That's off his second album. And it, he only has two solo albums. I don't I, think I ever knew he went solo. Yeah, for a little bit. And he came to Fest one time solo. And it was like, he is so fucking awesome. Like, then you just have this realization like, He's the only reason why the killers are so fucking good. Like, oh no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's just an entertainer, like just a true, true entertainer. 
Yeah, so that's my third one. Nice. Uh, my next song this week is by ACDC, their brand new song. Did you pick it or something? No. Oh. It's their brand new song called Shot in the Dark. It's really fucking good. If you like ACDC, you'll like that song. I mean, it's just sounds like old ACDC. It's it w- great. It was funny. Tricky was showing me, like, playing the song for me. He's like, guess who this is? Guess who this is? And I was like, who the fuck is it? Just by, like, the instrumentals. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, on the tip of my tongue. Because mm-hmm. you can just totally tell without even him singing. There, Yeah, ACDC totally has a sound that, like, mm-hmm. once you hear, like, that guitar riff, you're like, that's ACDC. Yeah. Like, I, it's so cool that a band like that can just have that and you know immediately who it is without the, without the lead singer coming in. And then, of course, once the lead singer comes in, you're like, oh, I know exactly who and this is. I go, is fuck now. me. This is ACDC. Right. Yeah, yeah you. <laughs> Jimmy, oh, no, no. I don't know how he does that with his voice because you know his voice doesn't sound like that when he's talking. That's the hurt so bad when he's singing. Well, he probably just <clears throat> ruined his voice. God damn. But he's still, he's still singing, so... Did you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this know, but did you know, Katie, that that's not the original singer? Mm. ACDC had an an original singer and he passed away, and that's why he sings for ACDC. I feel like I did know that. I'm not surprised to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Is it ACDC here? That was really strange. My 12-year-old boy. Okay. (laughs) My fourth song is Wicked Game by Stone Sour, but not the original. You know the song if you'd hear it. And I wrote down the lyrics, and of course I can't hear it in my brain. But uh, the acoustic version. Okay. Yeah. How's it go? (laughs) (laughs) I can't even hear it in my head. Is that the lyric? Yeah. No, no. That's that's me talking. (laughs) I can't even hear it in my head. So, here, let's see if I can find it. Okay, while well, you find that, uh, my next song this week is by uh, Biba Doobie. You keep p- picking them. Well, she her new album came out last week. Like, literally the day that we released that episode, her new album came out that Friday, mm. which I had no idea that it was coming out. Biba Doobie. Yeah, and because the song that I picked is actually a couple of years old from last week. Coffee's oh. a couple of years old. Mm. This album is... You want to talk about having a throwback retro 90s vibe. This whole album sounds like it came out in the 90s. It is awesome. Like, with the way that George fucking produced it, they just have that 90s sound in it. And this song that I'm picking is called Worth It. It's the second song on the album. Um, if I think I picked Care already. That's why I didn't pick it. I think you did pick that. But that song is epitome of 90s, Care. I love that song. But you don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. Care. Care. Yeah. Do you want to hear my... Yeah. What my song sounds like? Yeah. You do? Sure. But worth it by Bida Booby. Bida Dooby. I don't know the song. Yes, you do. Let's wait. You 
I've never heard that before. Nope. I was on the radio all the time when I was like in high school. Uh, that was at a. If it was in high school, then that makes sense because once high school hit, I stopped listening to the radio. Oh. Because I turned into like indie only indie. Okay, well, whatever. It's a good song. And I kind of fell out of the, what David calls it, the butt rock music. Well, yeah, it's definitely a butt rock. <laughs> yeah, I fell out of that, like, definitely in high school. So that's probably why, I, that makes sense why I didn't hear it. That makes sense as to why I didn't hear it. I don't know why I'm, I'm missing words in my sentence. This looks like, um, it's my turn anyways. All right, we'll go. I'll go again. Uh, 911 by Lady Gaga. Is that your, is that the fifth song? That's my fifth. How does that song go? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I can sing it when it's on. <laughs> It's on her new album. Um, oh, it's off her new album? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of how that goes. So I like her new album. But, yeah, you, um, you've heard it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fifth and final song and your song of the week, which will be played in its entirety at the end of today's show, is a song from the 90s. Uh, I've definitely picked this song before on Songs of the Week, but it's spoopy season, and this song might get picked every Halloween time. It's Dragula by Rob Zombie gotta go with spoopy songs always spoopy i'm gonna give you a little heads up for next week uh my songs of the week next week are all gonna be like halloween themed i wouldn't expect anything less next week's episode is probably gonna be a hundred percent halloween like from start to finish all right i mean it is the week of halloween be prepared ska we're coming up we've only got 10 days ska you deliberately disobey me even worse you put Nala in danger. It's not bad when I cover my mouth. It makes, mm. it, makes it sound a little more like him. Oh, my God. Simba. And that was Mufasa. <laughs> if I did, like, an SNL skit, like, that would be my impression. Because it's you... not perfect. It's funny. That would be who you would choose to impersonate? That'd be like, hi, I'm applying for SNL. I can do Simba. No. It's or I can Muf- do Mufasa. It's Mufasa. Everything the light touches is yours. You must never go there, son. It's not bad. I've heard worse. <laughs> My, oh yeah, I already did it. Anyway, that was your songs of the week. Make yeah. sure to go check out uh, our playlist exclusively on Spotify at Offend Presents Songs of the Week. All right, before we get into spoopy talk. I want to bring this up. The plot of Space Jam 2 was released to mixed to negative reactions. Mostly negative. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be one of those guys that, you know what? I'm looking forward to the fucking movie. I'm looking forward to it. I think um, they should give it a chance. Like I told you, they knew the first one was a big hit. They're expecting the second one to be a big hit. They've only been hyping it up for how many years? Like, they're not going to cheapskate us i feel like um so if for those that don't know the plot to space jam 2 i'm going to read it out for you during a trip to warner brothers studios nba superstar lebron james and his son accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all the warner brothers stories characters under control of a malfunctioning all-power force named Al G, played by Don Cheadle. With the help of Bugs Bunny, LeBron James must navigate through the never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Now to get back home, LeBron James and the Looney Tunes must 
must have to unravel Algy's mistress' mysterious plan and win an epic basketball game against the digital super versions of the NBA and WNBA's biggest stars as the entire world watches. Basketball, it's a friendly game, a razzle-dazzle game, including the best stars in the world. That last part I threw in, which is actually from Space Jam. Nerd. I'm excited. I know you are. It sounds good to me. But it's like, people are like ripping on it, and it's like, bro, this sounds great. Like, they can't, so what, what did you want them to do? Just go back in and like redo the entire first movie? No. I think this is a fucking original and great plan. And you get fucking, spoiler alert, sorry, but I don't give a shit. I'm excited. You get Jim Carrey as the mask again in it. I've waited close to 30 years just to see Jim Carrey as the mask one more time. I know. It'll be great. Yeah. And you get a ton of other Warner Brothers themed characters in the movie played by like their, like the actors. Like the current actors. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously, if they go way back, which they are, to like a movie that came out in the 1930s, <clears throat> Wizard of Oz, uh, obviously you're not going to get the same actress from that movie, but... They're going to have someone that... Right. A good impersonator. But either way, they have to go through like all these different like scenes, and it just sounds so fucking cool, and I'm just... I'm, I can't express it enough, like how excited I am just to see Jim Carrey as a mask, even if it's for like five minutes, or maybe smaller than that. I'm excited. Space Jam 2, I cannot wait for. I think the movie's going to be bonkers in a good way. I can't bonkers. wait. Bonkers. Uh, before we get in the spoopy talk, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Mr. Kyle Fauche, with the Going Off Topic Podcast. What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauche here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic Podcast, brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about. From movies, to TV, to music, to sports, to gaming, to anything really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauche, on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com, too. So check it all out there, and I'll catch you on the next topic. What you're listening to is ACDC Shot in the Dark. Make sure to go check out that song. The song is fantastic. And as you can tell, it's just ACDC. Like, this is just ACDC. No, it's classic ACDC. Right. It feels like they, I don't know. Like jumping a time machine? Yeah, they didn't like it for let's hear this. Let's hear the chorus. Fuck it, let's hear the chorus. That's straight up ACDC. Oh, totally. I, I have to say, though, my all-time favorite ACDC song, though, 
Can you guess what it is? You shook me all night long? Nope. Thunderstruck. Oh, yeah. Duh. Duh, I shouldn't have that. Yeah. It's one of my favorite games yeah. to play ever. I think Highway to Hell is probably my favorite ACDC Oh, that's a good song. one, too. But I have for different reasons, though. Why? Because it's a... Uh, it was the theme song to SummerSlam in 98, and that's, like, the first time, like, WWE... Well, it's the first time in a long time WWE used, like, a legit, like, song. Oh. For, like... And they made, like, a whole, like, special, like, music video for... Like, they played the whole song. Like, on an episode of Raw, like, Jim Ross is like, here's a special look at SummerSlam featuring ACDC. And they cut to, like, a music video that they made with The Undertaker and Stone Cold that was specially shot with just oh, wow. those two, like, in it for SummerSlam, like, leading up to their match. Huh. It was cool. Like, the way they did it was really cool. I think there's WWE a, hasn't done it since. I think there's a roller coaster in Universe, or no, I think it's Disney. I'm not sure. It's Universal or Disney down in Florida. Where they have an ACDC, uh... the rock and roller coaster. Yeah, where you pick an ACDC. Yeah. It's not. It's not Highway the Hell. It's um. Uh, it's Thunderstruck. I think. You can pick different songs. It's different yeah. songs. So when you wait I in think line, it's when you wait in line, the mm-hmm. uh, you're just rocking out to ACDC the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that ride's awesome because that ride makes you feel like you're in a movie. You're sitting in your seat and you literally right before you take off, you're like you have I think like a minute to pick your song mm-hmm. and then the ride takes off. And I remember picking uh, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. And you're just going through the ride. And you're like, holy shit, this is so fucking cool. Like, it's blaring in your ears, like, as you play it. Like, and it plays, like, the part, like the best parts of the song, too. It doesn't play the whole song. Right. So it speeds it up. And it makes you feel like you're in a movie. And I think I picked a Kanye West song. I think I picked uh, Stronger for the last one, too, when we went, like, rewrote the ride. It's just fucking cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's a... Uh... I think it's Disney, and I think that's one it's of their... Universal. Is it Universal? Mm-hmm. I'm positive. Okay. It's one of the most extreme indoor roller coasters I've ever been on. It's not indoor. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking, thinking of two different ones. Yeah. The one I'm thinking of is outside. It's the rock and roller coaster, and you get to pick your songs. That's outside. That's I swear to you that's outside. Well, I think there's an ACD one in Disney World. That's the World. one that Jimmy Fallon took Kevin Hart on. Yeah, no, it's not that one. Yeah. That's not the one I'm thinking of. There's a one in Disney World that's legitimately, I think, only ACDC. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, so it's spoopy season. And here, um, unoffended, we're going to do something we haven't done in a while. We're going to say fuck it. We haven't done a fuck it episode in a while, but it's a fuck it spoopy segment. I like it. Right. Okay. So, with that in mind, what do you want to talk about? Mm. The end. See you next week. <laughs> but okay, best costume. What was what was your like best costume that you ever wore as a kid on Halloween? That I ever wore? Does it have to be as a kid though? No. Um, in college, I had two of my best girlfriends. Um, one was Jose Cuervo. And the other was, what is the other liquors? I was Captain Morgan. Oh, and she was Jack Daniels. So we each had our liquor bottle full of like our random cocktail of whatever we were drinking and then had mustaches drawn on our fingers so that we could hold them up. And I was like, uh, oh, it was fun. You want to do it again, Pink Winnie? Um, yeah, pretty much. That's where I got the idea. Uh, my favorite costume so many i'm just such a g at halloween um the jericho one was great because i actually looked like him when i did it when i did the list like i had that down perfectly 
but the Wayne's World one from a couple of years ago is also great. Oh, that was a good one. Um, my Daniel Bryan costume you can't beat that. Actually, wore like trunks. Really? You never seen the picture? You no, seen the picture? I, don't know. I, I grabbed my I hair and had my hair in a ponytail. Grabbed my beard. I didn't know you actually wore that like on Halloween. Oh yeah, I was like walking around like wearing trunks and like kick pads, <laughs> and like having a championship belt like wrapped around my waist. You uh, really what? No, I maybe I blocked it from my memory. That one was great because people were actually what was great is people were actually knowing who I was. I was not expecting people to be like, oh, you're I thought people were just going to be like, oh, you're a wrestler. People would come up to me like, oh, you're Daniel Bryan. That's awesome. Yes. I'm like, how am I getting noticed? Like, (laughs) this is great. Um, Trying to think of other costumes. I was a crayon for like three years. The Ultimate Warrior when I was three years old was great. When my my grandma made those puffy muscles for me. Yeah. Pain in my face. Um. on the blank i think i drank too much on halloween probably i but really i've been a sexy cat like three times i was aladdin once oh, that's a good one like shirtless too were you cold yes very cold um party boy I was party boy once oh i was a chippendale one time like um, fr- like uh from uh the SNL skit. Speaking of Saturday Night Live, I was also, I used the same thong that I used for Party Boy, and a couple of years later, I was the, hey gang, sorry I'm late. Will Ferrell sketch, sketch, sketch. Sketch. But, uh, yeah. What do you think are the top, like, if you had to pick top five costumes to wear this year, we'll go one by one. Are we talking as adults or as children? It's just overall costumes. Overall both. costumes? Yeah. Okay. Top five. I think number one, definitely. Nope. We're okay. going to go one by one. Well, it doesn't I, have to be in any order. Well, I think what I, is going to be the most worn Halloween costume this year is some form of Tiger King. Tiger King, Carol Baskin, Tiger Meth. See, I was thinking that. I think, for me, I think Black Panther is probably going to be like worn like crazy oh, this year. Oh, that is going to be a big one. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Marty McFly was a good one that I had. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. Marty McFly? That's, I'm You know what? I'm just going to go. We're going to do this like a snake. My second pick is Marty McFly since the 35th anniversary of uh, Back to the Future this year. Okay. Um, I also think, because we did take a trip to the Halloween store, I think Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite. I think for Fortnite sure. is going to be a, a popular one this year. Fortnite. Um, if you're a wrestling fan, Orange Cassidy is always an easy one to do. Yeah, but I don't think that'll be very... Uh... Oh, I was Negan one year. That's the one I was really good at, too. Oh, yeah. From Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, trying to think of like horror movies that are kind of coming Handmaid's Tale. Oh, that'll be a big one. I bet you there'll be some political ones. I bet you there'll be some... Oh, Trump, Biden. Yeah. It's so overplayed now, though. Yeah. I'm kind of... Well, I think everybody's kind of over it. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. My Daniel Bryan costume. Good. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. Um let's see, what's some other stuff? Dead air, Katie, dead air. Well, I don't know. I told you my ideas. You only said two or three. Yeah, I got You said three. five each. Well, I I committed Psh. to three. Psh. 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 Stranger Things is always gonna be a popular one. Uh 
See, this, this year's tricky because like not a lot of movies came out, so there's not a lot of stuff to base things on. Um, there's gonna be a lot of retro costumes this year, I think for sure. Oh, maybe some like quarantine themed costumes, like yeah. Netflix and Chill, or a White Claw bottle. Mm-hmm. David S. Pumpkins. That was a good one. That was a good one we did together. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, John Blake. Maybe a hockey player. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be weird this year because there's not like a lot of pop culture happening. No, there wasn't. And it all Tiger King was like probably the biggest pop culture thing. So that's probably why you're going to see a lot of like Tiger King stuff. And unfortunately, Black Panther is going to get like little kids are going to dress up as Black Panther this year because of Chadwick Boseman, unfortunately. But that's a good way to think about it, though, is that it's getting like respected. Oh, for sure. For sure. But you know, until some people say, "I'm offended," shut the fuck up. Literally, little kids are honoring him. You stupid fuck. Jesus Christ, sorry, your life sucks. Do you want to share what you're going to be for Halloween this year? I'm going to be Night at the Roxbury. I'm going to be uh, Doug Butabi, and Sam Kirsten is going to be Steve Butabi. Your brothers? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Works every time. You have only been planning this for how long? Like, how many months now has this been in the works? I wanted to be this for Halloween when I was eight years old, and I wasn't because we couldn't find a suit that fit me back then. So this has been a long time in the making. And the one with Ryan was another one that I wanted to be Wayne for a really long time, but I didn't have anybody to be Garth with. So that was perfect. And Sam is perfect person to be Will Ferrell, and I'm Chris Kattan. Yeah, because when you two stand next to each other... That's Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan. Yeah, heights and everything. Because mm-hmm. Sam is extremely tall. I got cups with their names on it. Yours says Doug. <laughs> Need to watch Night at the Roxbury again. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should watch it for spoopy season. What are you going to be for Halloween? Should I share? Yeah, go ahead. Breaking moose. Breaking what? Moose. Mm. <laughs> that's what they do on Pardon My Take. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you say, are you okay over there? Um, so I was going to be a pink Whitney, which I thought would be really funny to just like wear all pink and like a tutu and just carry around a bottle. But I think I topped that this year. I'm ordered some tattoos from Amazon and I'm going to be Post Malone. I even got a grill, but I hate it. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) I think it's fucking hilarious. So everybody's going to be like sexy cats. I'm going to be a Post Malone. (laughs) I think it's fucking great. Um, but yeah, that's Halloween. That's Halloween this year. It's a short topic this, this week, really. Cause I don't want to blow everything for next week. I don't know what we're going to do next week. Um, I think you had a game in mind that maybe we could do yeah, next it's, week. It's formulating. I'm still thinking all right. of the um, logistics. Not, maybe not every topic next week is going to be, maybe not the whole episode is going to be Halloween related, but it's going to be close to it. It's going to be a lot more than what we've been doing. I could see it being AEW and maybe a little bit of Big Brother because it's probably finales coming up. Yeah. 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 We still got to watch Big Brother. Dynamite's about to start in a minute, so we need to wrap this up here. Wrap this baby up. Yep. Um, and it was just announced, obviously, by the time this episode comes out, you'll know, but Joey Janela is not working the show tonight. They're keeping them isolated for two weeks. Wow, I'm so surprised right. that AEW's being responsible. Right. Huh. Um, who would have thunk it, huh? Huh. Uh, re- real quick, going to make this... Um, real quick, while we're on the show, going to make this little uh, 
announcement. Hey, Nick Dugan, uh, one more thing. When I make a list of my favorite movies and you take off my all-time favorite movie, Back to the Future, you take that one off? For real? How could you? Katie, do you have anything you want to say? Uh, no, I'm good. You you done fucked up, maybe, Dugan. Yeah, you done fucked up, Dugan. Because that is the greatest movie ever made. And we have to do the fucking show. Pfft. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I, I thought I had something witty in my brain, then it just left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can, see, we can see you in the mic. Oh, I know. I've been looking at myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Hey, Dugan. We'll see you soon. Um, but, yeah. You want to hit him with the one, two, three, finish? Get out of here. Um, I forgot my one. I can't remember my one. Can you help me out? No. No, I don't know. I. Oh, there's a new TikTok trend happening. Um, with the song, it's I don't know how the song goes, but it's like cute. I don't know. It's a cute little indie song, and they keep dressing up as ghosts, and it's fucking hilarious about ghosts doing photo shoots. Um, one of my favorite things that's happening right now in the world. Oh. Here's yeah. the story. Yeah. It's so so cute. Um two, I am so down for this spoopy Halloween weather. F- love the wetness and the that is so leaves true. Like, and the depression not the depression, but like the depressive. I mood. love the I love being depressed. The the mood. I don't know how to describe it other than like it's kinda sad and mopey, but yeah. Um but I love it. So I realized in fall, I like to listen more to indie music, like more than ever. I realized that today, yeah. like driving around in the car. I'm like, yeah. It's just a good vibe. Time. It is a good vibe. You know, you just want to drink some coffee. It's and a like, whole fucking mood, yo. Watch the rain hit the window. Right. Um, And three, Black Lives Matter. Right. Uh, my number one. Uh, my number one. Thank you, Doc Emmerich. There'll never be another announcer like you. Thank you for the memories. Thank you for calling the Blues for Stanley Cup win. Happy retirement. Hashtag. Thank you, Doc. Number two, spoopy season is still going strong, baby. We still got more spoopy stuff to watch tonight, Katie. Retails from the crypt. What up? And number three, Space Jam 2 is going to rock your fucking world, whether you like it or not. All right. All I will say is that I will be pissed if Michael Jordan's not in it. He's got to be in it. They're probably just not releasing that information. Right. Right, right, right. All right. Well, anyway, you can follow Offended on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Offended Pod. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Trick1042. You can follow Katie, Katie, Naked Lady on Twitter at Naked Lady with Two Y's. Make sure you go follow our place exclusively on Spotify at Offended Presents Songs of the Week. And if you want to check out the other podcasts connected to the Anything But Credible Network, just go to anythingbutcredible.com where you can find us offended. You can find the Anything But Credible podcast and the Going Off Topic podcast and blog by Kyle Foshe. Go check that out. Movie podcast is still coming up. We're actually, we got a bunch of stuff sent in. Uh, we got movies. I need to cut down the list. It's coming. list is made, though. So, get ready. We'll probably be out. I want to say it's probably going to be out closer to December because it's going to take a couple episodes to record. So, and with the holidays and everything coming up, right? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes, and make sure to check out podcastmo podcastmo dot com. All right. Well, that does it for this week on Offended episode one forty four. Motherfucking Chris Pronger up in this motherfucking bitch. 
I knew the I knew it. I knew the number. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm impressed. Thank you. I mean, you're looking for it. I can tell. Yeah, I was looking to see where you have that, but. Well, anyway, we'll see you guys next week. For KK's Naked Lady, I'm Tricky. This has been Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible podcast. Presented yeah. by the Anything Network. But Credible Network. Network. Whatever. They knew, they knew what I meant. Benny and June sucks. La La Land's great. And here to play you out in its entirety, it's Dragula by Rob Zombie. We will see you guys next week. Happy spoopy season. Superstition.